We are going to be in the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. I want to mention also, if, if you've never... First step is salvation. Baptism has nothing to do with your salvation. Amen? Amen. Salvation was accomplished by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. His burial... And then his resurrection, amen, that is the gospel by which we are saved. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith by grace, amen. But baptism is your first step by which you can obey the Lord, amen. We can't do much. We can't do much uh, to repay the Lord. But to begin to obey the Lord, where do we start? God laid it out for us. He said, first I want you to get baptized. Baptism is a symbol of obedience and identification that you are now saved and you're going to walk with the Lord. As Christ died, was buried, and rose again, the Bible says, that's how we are going to now live in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? We die in Christ and we raise, we're raised up uh, and to walk in newness of life. Amen? So it's, it's this first step of obedience and also a pledge to the Lord. Lord, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to walk with you. And it's the first step, as we call the first step of obedience as a Christian. If you've never been baptized biblically, you say, well, I was baptized as a baby. Or I was baptized uh, in a church. No, the order is salvation. When The moment you get saved, uh, you're saved, amen? And then sometime after that, immediately or down the road, whenever, uh, God wants you to get baptized. So some of us, amen, some of us maybe. Um, Mess that order up. You want, to get you want to get baptized, make sure it's right. Get baptized. I would like to get baptized every day. Amen? It's a special thing, right? Amen. Special. Very special thing. Uh, but it's so special that we honor it. Amen? And it comes right after salvation. So if you've never been baptized biblically, uh, then make sure you come to me. We will set it up. And uh, it will get you baptized. Amen? It's, God will bless you. There's so many testimonies. When you get baptized, how much God begins to work more uh, in your life, opens up a door of further work on you and in your life. He kind of stops. He says, well, I want to do more for you, but you need to get baptized first. So that's your next step. Amen. Stand with me. Daniel chapter 5, if you're able to. Uh, we're going to read the first six verses of Daniel 5. Belshazzar. Good old Belshazzar, it's son of Nebuchadnezzar. Belshazzar, it's a fun word to say. These are those uh, Babylonian names. Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, pretty interesting uh, names, amen. Belshazzar, the king, uh, Daniel chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, he made a great feast uh, to a thousand of his lords. Notice the... Uh, how great this, his kingdom is, amen? This was the kingdom of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar now is uh, past, and his son now is reigning. And he drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem. So when he was dr uh, drunk with the wine, that's when his focus was next on the things of God uh, in, in a uh, idolatrous way. 
Then the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives, his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. In the same hour, in the same hour, the very same hour, came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed. And his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed. His loins or his knees smote one against another. God brought a sudden fear on him. And let me say this. When God brings a sudden fear on you, uh, your life stops at that moment. If you've never been there, I've been there, uh, you're willing to to do anything and cry out uh, to make it stop. And fear is on the inside. It's a sin of our flesh. The Bible says in Revelation uh, that the fearful be cast in a lake of fire which burneth forever and ever. It's a sin of our flesh. It's the work of our flesh. And God uses it um, to get our attention for sure. And this king, this great king who had a thousand lords, an immaculate army who ruled the world at this time, couldn't even stand up because of a Hand, something he couldn't understand, something that was greater than him, uh, now was in control. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would uh, help us now as we open your word. Lord, you sat the 5,000 down, and you prepared just one meal, just fish and bread, and but you fed all, and all ate. How is this possible? Lord, we have so many different problems in life. We have so many different needs. But Lord, you can take one message and fill all of our hearts until we're all full. Lord, meet the needs of all of us, wherever we're at in our life. Whatever help we need, your grace is there, and it is sufficient. Lord, I pray that you'd put your hand of blessing upon this place. We are not here to play church. We are not here to waste our time. We have better things to do. But Lord, if you are in this place and your word is powerful, I pray you'd use it right now in our hearts and lives, and give us the help, give us the food we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Belshazzar, here we have Belshazzar, a great man. Now, he didn't uh, conquer. His father uh, was the mighty man that conquered, and God gave Nebuchadnezzar the wisdom. God gave Nebuchadnezzar the grace to be able to uh, have free reign and, and do the uh, Bible calls Nebuchadnezzar God's servant. Uh, you would ask why? why? How can Nebuchadnezzar, a wicked man, be God's servant? Well, he was, because he did what God wanted him to do. Amen. And that was uh, judgment upon God's own people. Amen. Now, just, just because uh, they're ser- he was serving God doesn't mean he was a man of God. No, he was wicked. Uh, he was an idolatrous man, but God used him. Amen. And God will use whosoever he will. Doesn't mean Nebuchadnezzar got a free uh, pass to heaven. No, it's not by works of righteousness we have done. But by his mercy and love, he saves us. We still have to acknowledge. uh, It doesn't matter who you are. You still have to acknowledge. You get to heaven. You still have to acknowledge, number one, you're a sinner and you need a savior. 
and that nothing on this earth can save you but Christ alone. And it is of Christ, his death on the cross, uh, his burial and resurrection. He rose from the dead, conquering death, proving he is God, and no less, proving he is almighty God, the Bible says in Colossians, that he created all things, and by him all things consist. He is the eternal Godhead. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. God in the flesh became the sacrifice for our sins. And once you acknowledge that, the Bible says you must call out to him. For with the heart and then with the mouth, it's a combo. Why? Because faith on our part requires an action. And that's when faith is conceived. We can have it burning in our hearts, but it stays there. But once the sinner cries out with a repentant heart of faith, that's when it becomes faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. Amen? And he gives you eternal life. And this life is hid in Christ. No one can touch that life. Amen? You die in Christ, you live forever. You die in this world without Christ. And without Christ, you'll, you'll uh, be, amen, forever in the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever and ever. The Bible says, which is the second death. Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast to a thousand of his lords. There was a time in Belshazzar's life that he inherited all of his father's kingdom and splendor and glory, and he assumed he was the greatest man on earth, amen? And he, he put, uh, uh, gathered all of his lords of all the kingdoms and providences and gathered them all together and, and his, his wives and his concubines, and he was bragging and showing the splendor and glory. And then he remembered uh, that they conquered the greatest nation on earth at that time. Before that, which was Israel, King Solomon's temple, they tore it down, and they took all the gold and all the vessels out of there, and he said, bring me those vessels. We're going to show their God, our gods. We're going to show uh, their God who is more powerful. And when he took those vessels of gold, the Bible says, uh, the vessels that were in the, the temple in Jerusalem, they drank the wine. Now, wine in the Bible uh, is used in many different ways, and wine is usually never a good thing. Um, in this case, it's not a good thing, alcoholic wine, and he took it and defiled the uh, cups of the Lord, and they praised the gods of gold. The Bible says in verse 4, and the gods of silver and the gods of brass, and the gods of iron, and the gods of wood, and the gods of stone. You say, well, we don't have no gods of gold, amen. Well, I'll do anything for gold, right? How many, how many of us always, we, we, would do, we, would give, we give our lives for uh, a boss that says, hey, I'll hire you for $50 an hour, $60 an hour if you give me your life. I, I'll, work as, I'll, I'll give you my life, I'll work as much as you want me to if you're going to pay me that much. And you just hand over your life. Uh, for the sake of the gods of gold and the sake of the gods of silver, uh, whatever you feel like your life is worth, you give it over to them. But God says, listen, my, your, your life is worth to me my life, and I'm going to give it for you. I'm going to tell you what you're worth. I'm going to give my own life on the cross. This world will say your life I'm going to take your best years, and I'm, I'm going to pay you this much 
If you give me all your strength, all your wisdom, all your mind, and I'm going to consume it for my company, and I'm going to wear you out, I'm going to steal you from your family, and use your life in the best of you, and when you're old, I'm just going to throw you aside. But I'll give you $40 an hour. You say, sure, where do I sign? There's a come of benefits. You better believe we praise the gods of gold. You better believe we drink, uh, we use our vessels that God has taken aside and ordained and sanctified for his purpose and glory. And we fill it with the wine uh, of pleasures of this world and the wine of the sin of this life and the wine of all the glory and splendor of of everything that's around us, and we praise the gods of gold, and we praise the gods of silver, we praise the gods of wood and stone. You better believe we do. We are no different from Belshazzar. We are no different uh, from all the great men and women who preceded us and had fallen uh, flat, uh, uh, face flat in this world from the Lord. You better take heed and hearken to the words of God and Open your eyes and, and cry out to God Almighty, Lord, open my eyes to the truth. I don't want to be a castaway in this life. I don't want to be one that falls from you and in the end looks back and says, woe is me, I should have listened to my teachers. I should have hearkened to wisdom and wise counsel. Your word, God, reigns supreme. Your word is true. No one can prove the word of God wrong and you never will with your life be able to beat around the bush and go around the laws that God created in his word. They're not natural laws. They're laws of glory of heaven that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You may not reap the second you turn from God because his mercy endureth forever. You may not reap the moment you turn your heart away from God because his mercy endureth forever. But friend, if you continue in your way and you continue and let your heart run rampant away from the Lord Jesus Christ, you better believe that sooner or later God will send a sudden fear your way to turn you and to make you stand straight. You say, well, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Why would he send a fear our way? You better believe he doesn't give us a spirit of fear. God's spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and meekness and temperance. The Bible says against such there is no law. Oh, the love of Christ that indwells us, that indwells the believer when uh, a Christian is walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. You feel the love of God in your heart. You feel the love of God in your home. You feel the love of God at work. Every step you take, the Spirit of God is resonating out of your pores. And though you, you, you kind of get used to it, people around you, they say, there's something different about this one. Oh, the peace that passeth understanding, that shall keep your hearts and minds focused in Christ Jesus. It just resonates out of you. And they say, even this person here, uh, when, when, when they're going through troublous times, they still have a peace about them. I cannot understand it. It is not the Spirit within us. Uh, of our flesh, but is the Spirit of God that resides in us. And every Christian, everyone who gets saved, uh, the moment at salvation, you receive 100% of the Holy Spirit of God. And the Bible says, by which you are sealed unto the day of Jesus Christ. The moment you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God 
Can you remember when you got saved? When you think back, the time you received Christ, it felt like all the weight was lifted off. It felt that nobody now judges you. Despite of your past, all your sins, they're just gone. He says, I even purge your conscience. I have a memory of my sin, Lord, but my sin, it seems like it's just gone. Cast it into the depths of the sea, so shall I remember it no more, Jesus said. All of our sin is gone, and he replaces it with the peace that passeth understanding. You cannot explain the peace uh, to your neighbor, uh, to, to, the, to the lost. They don't understand it. The ways of man uh, are not of God, and, and the things of God, the Bible says, are spiritually discerned, so that the world cannot understand the things of God. But we which are in Christ, we understand them. When we hear the name of Christ, there's something that excites us. Uh, when we hear the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's something within us that bears witness uh, with the Spirit of God and, and, and the name of Christ. The Bible says that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And when God allows that sudden fear to come, it's because that God rises up out of his uh, throne in heaven and all the thrones on this earth uh, will bow because God is the king of kings, amen? Every king on this earth, no matter how powerful, Belshazzar thought he was powerful. He called for all the lords of the earth, all the lords of his kingdom, all the lords of his providences. And when God himself arose, the spirit that was within Belshazzar became fearful. Why? Because the spirit of this world and the spirit of the devil and the spirit of our flesh cannot stand in the presence of Almighty God. You must have the spirit of Christ within you. The Bible says if you have not the spirit of Christ, ye are none of his. The spirit of Christ bears witness that ye are the children of God. And when God arises up off his throne, all sin stops, all fun stops, all lies stops, and the king of kings calls and asks for the spirits to give an account. And those spirits start shaking. And may the spirit in you, when God rises up off his throne, may that spirit in you rejoice. Oh God, I feel his presence right now. The peace, the love, the joy. Oh God, I, I, I know that I've uh, messed up, but, I, but I've been serving you. I've been trying my best. Oh, Belshazzar, what have you been doing? Oh, he was dreadful. He was shaking and full of the fear that was already within him. God does not give the spirit of fear, but he, gives an, he calls an account of the spirits that are in this earth. He calls for an account, and those spirits shake at the name of Jesus. The spirits shake when God rises up off his throne and has them give an account before them. And as they were praising the gods of gold and the gods of silver and the gods of brass and the gods of iron, the Bible says in the very same hour, the very same hour, you see, there comes a time when God's long-suffering, God's long-suffering abides forever. God's mercy endureth forever. But there comes a time where God calls for an account to be given because we reap what we sow. Mercy never runs out with God. You say his mercy runs out. God's mercy never runs out. But God is a faithful God. And there will be times where he will call for an account of your life. The Bible says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. God is good even in his judgment. 
God is good even in his anger and in his wrath because he uses these times. See, Belshazzar, his life wasn't over. But God is using this time in Belshazzar's life to wake him up. God knows how to get your attention. And he will use whatever needs are necessary to get your attention, to get your eyes fixated on him. God sees the end of all of us. And he wants your end to be good. God can give you an expected end, the Bible says. Better is the end than the beginning. If you've destroyed your life up to this very second that I'm speaking, listen, God can turn it around right now. The ways of God are not man's ways. God can turn the heart of a king, the Bible says. God can turn the heart of us. God can turn our lives around. And God will bless your end better than the beginning. If you fall in the hands of God today, God will bless your life. When God rises up off his throne and calls for you to give an account, may the spirit within you rejoice and not be full of fear. Has there ever been times where you all of a sudden just got overwhelmed with fear? As if you've been caught. We get full of fear maybe to get locked up. It's tax time, maybe the IRS. (laughs) Any hands? (laughs) Got a couple hands, you guys know, right? We'll fear, we'll fear the lords of this earth. We'll fear the kings of this earth. We'll fear the law of this earth, but not the law of God. Until God himself rises up off his throne. And even the kings of this earth have to submit to the king of kings. And the lords of this earth have to submit to the Lord of lords. For every knee shall bow, the Bible says. God is the God of spirits, the Bible says. He created man a living soul, and that soul shall give an account. Verse 11, the Bible says, they couldn't understand the writing. They now had a strong man, Belshazzar, the king, who everyone looked at as their leader, and their God on earth. But when he didn't even have the strength to stand, stand and was full of fear, they didn't know what to do. One of them said in verse 11, there is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. You know, you know why they call it the holy gods? Because... Daniel's God required Daniel to live holy. Daniel's God said, Daniel, I don't want you drinking. I don't want you hanging out with them. I want you to be separate. Even though you're living amongst them in this world, 
I'm going to have you be a light to them. And they called Daniel's God the holy gods. Why? Because Daniel was set apart and served the true and living God. And in the days of thy father, now they're reminiscing of Nebuchadnezzar. How many remember Nebuchadnezzar? He's the one who threw the three Hebrew boys in the furnace. He was the one who God humbled and had Nebuchadnezzar walk around like an animal for seven years. Everybody remember that? Look at these verses here. In whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say thy father, made master of the magicians, master of the astrologer, master of the Chaldeans, and master of the soothsayers. Daniel rose because of the spirit was in him. Verse 12, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding was found in him. Because of the spirit that was in Daniel. You see, when God arises up off his throne, the Holy Spirit of God, listen, if you've been walking in the Holy Spirit of God, it will bear witness right away. When God calls for an account out of your life, it's time to reap what you have sown. It should be time of rejoicing. It should be time of, Lord, I'm ready to receive my paycheck. Amen. I'm ready. I worked hard. I'm ready to get what is coming to me. But for some, Lord, please don't give me what I deserve. Don't let my life be what I've been sowing to. I deserve to be destroyed. I deserve to be taken from you. Now, we all deserve that. But if we're living right and we're our hearts for God and we're doing our best, we want to see results from the Lord. Lord, we want the blessings in our family. You have wives in this room today praying for their husband, and they want to see results in their husband's life. God doing the work. Lord, I've been praying. Where, where is your working, oh, Lord? We have parents in this room praying for their kids. Lord, I've been praying. I've been praying. I've been praying. When am I going to reap what I've sown? People praying in this room for different things. And you, and you want to see God come through. But not if you've been living the other way. Lord, spare me again. When God gets up off his throne, what shall it be for us? Let me say this. It's never too late to change. Unless you die. As long as you still have breath, you can still praise the Lord. Amen. But while you still have something to give God and some years for the, to give to the Lord, give it to God. You reap what you sow. What is God going to give exchange for your hard work? God gives the best. God gives all the precious treasures that money cannot buy. They remind Belshazzar, verse 22. They told him, Belshazzar, this man Daniel doesn't have the same spirit. Daniel wasn't full of fear. He was rejoicing. Verse 22 says, and thou his son. They reminded 
Belshazzar of how God humbled Nebuchadnezzar and how God gave Nebuchadnezzar, his father, the heart of an animal and humbled him those years. And thou, his son of Belshazzar, has not humbled, Daniel's telling Belshazzar, thou has not humbled thine heart. Though thou knewest all this, though thou knewest that, that God humbled your father through the most dramatic means. Belshazzar, you remember when your home was destroyed? You remember when you lost your father for all those years? You remember how much it hurt you when you were little? You remember the type of man your father was? And you are walking in your father's footsteps. Don't you remember when Nebuchadnezzar, your father, after those seven years, got up off his face and God restored his kingdom for that time, the difference that was in him? Oh, Belshazzar, think back. Even in God's judgment, God has been good. Even in God's ways of, of anger against our sin, he, we still see his goodness somehow. God is good in all of his ways. His ways are just. And we still find mercy even in judgment. Belshazzar, remember, you have not humbled yourself, but you lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of the house before thee. Now, and thy lords, thy wives, concubines, have drunk wine in them, and now has praised the gods of gold and silver and brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. God gives opportunity before his judgment falls. One day God is going to step out on the clouds. The Bible says the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come, step out on the clouds. Amen. And we which are alive remain shall be caught up together with the Lord to meet him in the air. And all judgment and wrath, the Bible says God is going to pour out. Do you ever ask yourself? Sure you have. Have you ever asked yourself? If God's so good, then why does he allow bad things to happen? Why do the wicked live long? Why, why, why doesn't God do anything about these people? The Bible says that God stores it all up in one cup, and he's going to pour it all out at one time. It's called the last days. Friend, we are approaching those times. And anyone who's not saved will be damned. If you are not saved today, you must get saved. I'm not asking you to change your religion. I'm not asking you to change any. It's not about any of that. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for you on that cross because there is no other way. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And if you could get to heaven on your own, then Christ would not have to die. But he had to die that we may live. And he died in our place. And he wants us to be with him forever. All you got to do is receive him. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Christian, I know all of us in here have gone through hard times. There's some people in this room that, that have told me some things. I pray for you all the time. 
There's people in this room that have gone through things right now. But let me say this. When God gives an account, calls an account of your life, none of those things are going to matter. Don't allow the hard times of this world, don't allow your flesh to take you away from God. Because God is the king of kings. And whatever he says goes. God is the Lord of lords. And whatever he speaks, it shall be spoken. And all you need to do is humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. And in due time, he will lift you up. But if you allow the things of this life and the things of this world and the hard times that have beset you, Turn your heart away from God and it calls you to praise the gods of gold with this vessel right here. When God gives calls for an account, that sudden fear will come on you and shake you. And where then can you turn? Have you ever had it happen to you? I have. Times where I was overwhelmed with fear. And I thought back and said, where, Lord, where have I turned from you? For this is not your spirit within me. For God giveth not the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And his spirit will not leave us in the hard times, and his spirit will not leave us because we are weak. His spirit is there to stay and abide forever. When God stands up, and he calls for your life or for an account. Does the spirit in you say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to have my prayers answered. I'm ready to walk closer to you. I'm ready to do more for you. Maybe you're here and you're not saved. It doesn't matter how long. You've been, you can be going to church for, for 100 years. Have the whole Bible memorized. Sing every hymn. But if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, you're not saved. You're not saved. And the Spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit, whether you are or not. If he's tugging on your heart right now, hey, you need to get saved. Don't ignore him. Maybe you're here today, and the Holy Spirit of God is dealing with some things in your life. Humble yourself. Belshazzar, Daniel said, you've not humbled yourself. He didn't say, oh, it's because you do this wrong, you do that wrong, and you're no good. No, you're not humbled yourself. You're not falling under God's hand. You're falling under everything else in this world. You'll let the, the world control you, the bosses control you, the, the, the kings of this life control you. But when God tries to come to you, you say, I, I don't have time for God. Humble yourself. God it says, you, you're the one who gave me breath. This is not my life, it's yours. Take me. Where will God take you? He'll lead you beside the still waters. He'll restore your soul. He'll lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of thine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
All the days, goodness will follow me. All the days. You say, every time I, things are going well, something bad happens. You need to humble yourself before God, and all the goodness will just follow you like a trail in the wind. Where is this goodness coming from? It's coming from that man right there. It's coming from that woman right there. There was a man who had the spirit of the holy gods as they could describe it. They couldn't understand, but they described it like that. There's a woman at my work. She's always singing. There's a woman at my work. It seems like everything just goes well for her, even when I know that it's not. There's a man at my job who's just, he's just different. The world will say, they'll say, he has the spirit of the holy gods. He has a different spirit. He doesn't get overwhelmed with fear like I do. He has a spirit of power. He has a spirit of love. And he has a sound mind. Humble yourself today. Let's pray. Father, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no other God beside thee. All gods of this earth, Lord, bow before you. The gods of gold, the gods of silver, the gods of brass, the gods of stone, and the gods of wood. Lord, we as your people, we humble ourselves. We don't want that spirit of fear. We don't want that spirit, Lord, of this world that uses and abuses us. We want your spirit. Lord, when you call for an account, every man shall give an account for his life. Lord, when it's time for us to reap what we have sown, may the spirit in us, the Holy Spirit of God, stand and rejoice when Jesus steps out and bears witness that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Help us, Lord, not to be ashamed at your coming. Lord, wherever we're at today, I pray you do a great work. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand. Are you tired of saying, Lord, I'm so sorry? Are you tired? Don't you want to say, Lord, I've been praying. I've been walking. Answer my prayer. Don't you want God to bless you in your life? Do you want the goodness to follow you? Do you want to see some success in the Lord? Come down and pray. Your first step is to humble yourself, the Bible says. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you. Come down, pray with your wife. Pray with your spouse. Say, Lord, I want, I want a blessing in my family. I want my kids blessed. Maybe you want to dedicate your life today. Come down, dedicate your life. I don't want to look back and have a wasted life. Psalm 23 says, surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow thee. It shall. 
We're starting a new year here. Let's see some results from the Lord. Amen. Are you done using your vessel, the body God has given you, for the pleasures of this world, for sin, to serve the gods of gold, gods of silver? Are you finished with that? Say, Lord, I want to use my vessel for your honor and glory, which I am made. Remember, we have uh, choir practice uh, Tuesday and midweek service. Please come out. Midweek service. Come out Wednesday at 7. You will see the change in yourself. If, the more you give to God, the more he can bless you. Amen. I promise you that. Uh, if you give God 1% of yourself, he'll bless it. But... And you see how you feel. When you leave this church, you're going to be like, man, I'm glad I came to church today. If you don't feel like that, don't come back. This is not the place for you. But if, if, you, if you leave here today and you say, man, I'm glad I came to church today. God has did a, a great work in me. Amen. Imagine if you came Wednesday as well. It's going to be double, double that. It's true. It's true. I know it's hard sometimes adjusting your schedule. But listen. You pray on it. And when you give to God, watch God. He'll just throw things at you on your lap. Amen. We're going to waste our lives on everything else, but you'll never waste it on God. Amen. It's an investment for eternity. Lord in heaven, we want to close this service out now with uh, standing before you one last time. I pray, Lord, that you would help us all uh, be able to pray this week, throughout the week, and read our Bibles, Lord. I pray, oh God, that you would do a great work uh, amongst us, Lord, in this church. Father, everyone in here, Lord, we're not a number. We're not just a person. We're created in your image, wonderfully and fearfully made. We're special, Lord. And we're created for your honor and glory. We're not vessels to drink to the gods of this world. We're vessels to be used for the God of gods, the King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray, O oh Lord, you'll help us, sanctify us, set us apart for your honor and glory this week. And may we be used for you. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Lord willing, 
We'll see you Wednesday, if not, next Sunday. Don't forget the Bible school sign up online or see Miss Dana Moscow, amen, for a paper copy. 